Hello everyone, this is Leif and welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. Today we're going to just uh, sit back and we're going to look at the topic that came out of a question where someone asked me, is Jesus coming soon? Are we actually living in the end time? And is this actually the end of the end time? And one of the things we know for a fact, for over 2,000 years, every single generation uh, has had a season where they believe they are the one that are living during their time, including they actually believe that in the book of Acts. They believe we are the generation. They expected Jesus to come. And here we are about 2,000 some years later on. And sometimes we are still looking at the watch while Jesus is looking at the harvest. But I want us to look from a biblical perspective. I want us to be able to get some clarity because it is very, very important based upon how our view is of the end time, how people are living their life and how they are investing. Uh, if I were to tell you that, hey, the, the world is about to be destroyed, Jesus is going to take you out of here, you wouldn't start a business. You probably wouldn't write a book. You, you wouldn't make a movie if you're a movie maker. I mean, there's just all these things that we wouldn't do because we would try to figure out how to get out of here instead of how to bring Jesus into here. So I came from a country, Norway, as most of you are familiar with, where I still remember in middle 70s, right after pretty much the whole hippie movement. So I'm a little bit late there, but in the middle of 70s, I still remember as a child this topic and the preacher in all Pentecostal churches, the rapture is about to take place. And I still remember I had a lot of fear as a child because also, dear, are you ready? That was the question. And I could ask you the question, are you ready? So these things were stirring me. Am I ready when he is coming? Am I this pure and spotless bride that he is looking for? Uh, uh, and for us, if there was any issues in your life, sin separate you from God. And if you have sin in your life, you're not ready. You better, you better watch it. So this fear thing I still remember was so much part of my childhood in regard to that. There was books out and later on, I never forget The Thief in the Night. Yeah, some of you watch those movies. But again, this is a story about a group of people eventually saw the rapture taking place and the rest of the ones that was not fully ready they had to go through the great tribulation first half first three and a half years of the seven years was tough and then it got worse and the fear of having to go through that and to see did you make it to the end so the second coming of jesus was going to take place after the rapture those things made a big imprint in my life and I, I was sure it was going to happen. And then that Soviet Union was going to take over Norway at the time. Still remember some of the, the drills that we had because when, when they are coming and then they're coming to get us. And so much was fear driven. But what does actually the scripture says? If I had perhaps some of the knowledge that I wanted to give you today that I at least wanted to give clarity. It's so important for us to have clarity to be able to answer. So let's ask Jesus that question. Jesus, are you coming soon and what is going to be the sign of the coming of the son of man so if you have your bible let's ask jesus about it because i think jesus is probably except for the father but they are one but jesus should know the will of the father in regard to when he is coming back and the disciple they will ask you the same question that some of you have asked me that i've been asking but now i'm asking jesus and let's ask him together if you look in Matthew 24, verse 1. Let's just look at some scriptures. 
Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you see all these things? Surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, now, verse 3, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, listen, I want you to capture this. This is the key. This is the question. When will these things be? And what will be the sign? It is singular. What is the sign of your coming? End of the end of the age. It's right here, verse 3. So the disciple asked Jesus, Jesus, what is the sign? We know there's a lot of signs, but we're interested in the sign of when you are coming back and the end of the age. Good question, isn't it? Isn't that the question we're asking right now? And a lot of people are asking because the way I'm investing my life, investing my money, how I'm living, how my future is going to be, even where you're going to go to school, what you're going to do with your life is all connected to these eternal principles. If you don't have these things clear, you're going to have an issue because the people that are not investing, excuse me, they don't understand the time and have clarity about these things are not living and loving as well as they should. So here it is, Jesus then answer, verse 4. And Jesus answered to them and says, Take heed that no one will deceive you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, that will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And it's happening all over the world. And this has been going on. So there's not something new pattern I can take you through. People were saying that with World War I. They were saying about World War II from 1940 to 1945 and etc. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. That was in verse 6. But the end is not yet. So we need to see the answer to what Jesus says. For nation will rise against nation. It's happening. Ukraine, Russia, etc. And kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines pestilence and earthquakes in various places. And we are seeing that, not just what happened in Haiti, what happened in Turkey, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can see the increase. And if we had a time, we would look at all the statistics. All these things are just the beginnings of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. Now he's also describing a, a little bit what they're going to go through. And I know many of these things was fulfilled in 70 AD. Where a lot of it, but a lot of things are not and we are about to see the difference. And then it says that it will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. We've seen that. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And here, is why I think it is so important. This was the key verse. This is what you're talking about. Verse 14. Matthew 24, 14. Remember verse 3? He says, what is the sign? Singular. Jesus then answered a singular question with a plural answer. And he talks about all the signs. But he said, hey guys, you're going to see all those different things that is going to happen around. And we can say today, oh, the Democrats attack against family. It's about this or whatever you have on your list. He says, there's going to be a lot of different signs but he has a, that is not yet. That's just 
some of the sorrows you're going to go through, some of the bumps in the road. But let me give you the answer to your question. That's what he's doing here in verse 14. He's answering verse 3 in verse 14. It was a singular question, and now they get the answer. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. When will the end come? At the very moment, at the very day when the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. First of all, the gospel means good news. It's not the bad news. It is the gospel of the kingdom. And by the way, the gospel of the kingdom, there's a king in that gospel and his name is Jesus. He rules and reigns. This has to do with a gospel with the rule and the reign of God in different areas of life. That gospel will be preached as a witness or testimony to all nations. The word for nation here is the word ethnos or ethna, where you get the ethnic groups. Like in Pakistan, you think, well, oh, that's one nation. No, there's over 495 different ethnic groups in Pakistan, including one that I saw yesterday with over some 11 million of them, where there's 0.00%. These people also is going to hear. How do I know? Psst, because I've read the book of ending. Maybe we take some time. Let's look in Revelation then to see how it ends. Because it's important if you're going to have stocks. In Wall Street, this is illegal, but not in the kingdom. Let's look. Let's open up to, wow, this excites me. Revelation chapter 5. Just take a few moments. Normally, I don't take this time as much time to read. But I'm just practicing my reading skills here together with you. But this excites me. In Revelation chapter 5, he says very, very, very clearly, You're worthy to take up the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. That started in verse 9, Revelation 5, 9. Out of every tribe, every tribe, of every tongue, every people, and every nation, and you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. We're going to reign on the earth. So now we are in the ending, and guess what happened here? They are represented from every, every tribe. All the ethnical, the Pashtun, the Punjabis, all of those, the Hajj, all of those ethnic groups is going to be in heaven. How do I know? Because it's right here in the Word of God. This is Jesus. This is the revelation of Jesus. The lamb and the lion, the lion that became a lamb. So here we are living during such a time as this. Well, what time is it? What is God doing? And what is our place in it? We're living in a season when the good news, the good news of the kingdom is about to be the biggest virus that you have ever seen. What is happening at Asbury, what's happening around in different churches, different universities, is people are capturing the good news. That's the good news. He's alive. It's the good news. He loves. He heals. It's the good news. He's holy. It's the good news. He's not forgotten about you. It's the good news. This good news is being preached. And it's the gospel of the kingdom. They're not just looking for a savior. They're looking for a king. Somebody to surrender to. Somebody to rule and reign in every area of their life. They're surrendering to King Jesus. They're looking for a kingdom. And it is not like any earthly kingdom. The one that wants to be high needs to be low. It is the place of surrender that is a place of exchange. 
people have been looking for a God that looks like Jesus. And they're going for the genuine thing. The one that is hungry, there's fresh bread. The one that is thirsty, there is drink. This gospel of the kingdom, of the rule and the reign of King Jesus is now going to be preached. It's going to be proclaimed. How is that going to happen? People having encounter with Jesus. People being set free by Jesus, being healed by Jesus, people be set on fire for Jesus, falling in love with Jesus again, seeing that every single issue they are struggling with, he can identify with you. He didn't just identify with you, he actually came to take your place. He became you so that you could become like him. And when that started to be released and people are starting to see who the Father is, the same Father that Jesus reflected that's going to create like we talked about before worshipers in spirit and in truth that's going to bring in a harvest like we've never seen before so i'm here to say when is the end going to come jesus said it very very clearly there's going to be all these bumpy roads you're going to see a tension going on and it's going to continue to going on it is going to be bumpy it's going to be dark and that's what the book of isaiah says he says arise and shine for your light has come there is going to be darkness all over the earth and gross darkness over the people but in the middle of it that's when he's raising up the ones that is going to be light and if you're going to be light that means there's oil and if there's oil that oil is being set on fire that's how you become a burning one and you will be a light in this darkness and you will have you have not left your first love he's bringing us back to his first love I'm doing a conference in Canada last night we did an interview on it and, and it's called the first love he's doing that with me he's doing that with you we're falling in love again with the one that loves us so dearly because when we see him we get to see ourselves, and the way we see everything else it does not matter and then when we're recognizing his compassion and his mercy and his goodness his kindness his grace his holiness when we recognize him what we're beholding him we are becoming like him and what we become like is what we start to release to the world this is good news for a world that has been looking for a God that looks like Jesus. There's going to be opposition. We read about it. There's going to be hostility. We read about it. We're going to see that the kingdom of darkness is very nervous. And that's part of the reason the enemy is attacking us in the area that he is attacking us. But do not get distracted by what the enemy is doing. Let me just tell you that all of the naysayers, all the fear mongers, all the doubt pushers, so far for 2,000 years has been wrong. Anyone that bought into fear, anyone that bought into doubt, anyone that bought into pessimism and everything else, I am not here like some of my friends that even just would communicate, everything is just going to be so bright and good. And then you have a whole group of believers that have forgotten about taking up the cross. And as soon as things is difficult, they started to de deconstruct their faith because they wanted a savior they wanted a healer they wanted a provider they wanted all the different benefits but self was in the center this is a place where the gospel of the kingdom is very very much of a place of total surrender it is the very very place of divine exchange so let me be very very simple about it you do not need a savior you need a lord you need a king and a king like Jesus to take over all the areas of your life many of us we would like life and life abundantly but it starts with a cross it starts with a cross and a beautiful thing that takes place on that cross dying to self actually you cannot even crucify yourself you can try but you will always have one hand left over you're going to need help and some of us we get somebody to help us meaning there's people that is placed around in our life 
the one you certainly know are just coming to Jesus, taking that one life that you have, put that in the offering plate and just surrender to a king like Jesus. That's when you find life. That's when you find freedom. That's why people are willing to give up everything to follow him. This has been my life journey. When people ask me, how could you leave your country, Norway? How could you kiss your family goodbye? How could you going into the darkest places in the world? This has been why we started Global Mission Awareness. This was one of the two verses that was behind what motivated me after Dr. Randy Clark prayed for me June 6, 1995. That's giving me an eternal perspective. What I do here is just a playground for what we get to do for eternity. I don't know if you saw that, but those people are going to reign in life. And we're going to also here on earth, like we saw in Revelation 5, reign together with him. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth, and we're going to be together with him. So I'm here just to encourage you right now. You're born for such a time as this. And yes, we can, we can fulfill this scripture verse in your generation. Gen Z, listen to me. We do have an opportunity right now. You have everything that is needed. You do have your phones, but use it in the right way. You do have TikTok, but make sure you spread this good news, not bad news. It's very easy to do bad news or going in on just all the sensation, but represent Jesus well. Use this platform. If that's in an overt way or a covert, we do have all the tools that is needed. Before you had maybe Christian bumper stickers, but now you have Instagram, you have all those different things that is needed to be able to communicate to a God that looks like Jesus. This is the time to say yes to him. Invite him to take over your life and surrender to him. And my prayer is about 10% of all of you Gen Zs that is out there, you're going to join this next mission force. Some of you, you're going to be media missionaries. Some of you, you're just going to go in and even with the jobs and the tools that he's giving you, but it is going to be with a mission virus. It is going to be invested to making sure that everyone gets to know this good news, that everybody gets to experience every nation, tongue, tribe, and language within their context, in their language be able to experience the gospel of the kingdom and then jesus says and then the end will come we're living soon when it is over it can happen right now actually if the average believers just change the priority in giving we could do this in the next five to ten years i do not believe that right now that jesus can come back and here is the reason why because the gospel of the kingdom including last night when i got so one of my sons sent me the picture of one of those unreached areas. For 2,000 years, we have not taken the gospel. The people in the Kashmir, the Pashtun, there's so many different groups out there that still needs to hear the gospel. And not just the gospel of salvation to pray your prayer, but the gospel of the kingdom. This is the question the disciple asked. Jesus gave a clear answer. Question in verse 3. Matthew 24, 3. He answered Matthew 24, 14. Between there, there's going to be a bumpy road, but right in the middle of it, we saw the book of ending. There is going to be a generation, and you are that generation. You are that bridal, the awakening bridal generation that is being prepared for the bridegroom king. 
and here they are and God is going to deliver before him from every nation, tongue, tribe and language and they're going to say worthy is the lamb, the one that paid the price for all of them that is actually at that moment stopping the suffering and sickness and disease and addiction all the things that is broken in this planet earth the time is coming when that is going to be over and we are going to be together with him forever but Jesus is still the only way and the truth and the life and nobody comes to the Father but by him that's what we're going to represent well but we cannot do that unless we have become Jesus possessed and possessed by the message of the kingdom that's what we seek first his kingdom not our kingdom not what I want to and asking Jesus to join me in what I'm doing no I get to join him in what he is doing so when Jesus becomes the center and it becomes all about him be surprised certainly he makes it about you the freedom is when you are seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things that you've been looking for in your life is going to be added unto you Matthew 6 33 so father I just release a fresh kingdom virus to spread and especially as I feel in the next the gen gen Z and the Millennials and the next generations that is coming after us father I just ask that they're going to fall in love with Jesus that they're going to experiencing even now with the chosen I thank you father for the chosen the, there are now hundreds of millions of people just certainly get an appetite when I'm seeing him I would give up fishing to follow that guy when I see what he's doing healing the sick and it's almost making the Bible a life of people and say hey I would love to be one that is not just on the disc nor among the crowd but oh I want to be closer to that Jesus I want actually to be more like that Jesus at least it gives us a little image of something that we are designing something we're longing for and now it's spreading around in different campuses now it's spreading around in different churches spreading into our streets but it's also going to spread into the nation and soon and very soon the time is coming that out of that fire there's going to be some of those burning ones light will penetrate darkness but the glory is going to penetrate gross darkness there is going to be that generation that will arise and shine this new mission movement and some of them as I mentioned are media missionaries but they're going to go into the darkest places and fulfill fulfill the Great Commission because his last command has become our first priority and together worthy is the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world to pay a price for all the beautiful people that are out there that is just waiting for a God that looks just like Jesus let's do it let's get in on it let's just place that simple little life the short time we have on earth place it in an offering plate and just say here am I send me